0: I welcome you to this moment around God's word and prayer. We have this week started a 40-week journey walking through the entire scope and sequence of the Bible, the storyline of the Bible, starting with the first book, Genesis, and going all the way eventually to the last book, Revelation. So today we're looking at God as creator, this week in Genesis chapters one and two. In fact, in Genesis chapter two, it describes in detail the creation of humanity, starting with Adam. But verse 18 picks this up. Uh, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. Now in in chapter 1, with each one of the creation days, at the end of each day, Jesus said he saw what he, uh, the scripture said he saw what he created and said, and God said, it is good. This is the first time in the Bible, uh, even though we're only in the second chapter of the Bible, this is the first time we see God saying something's not good. And it's the fact that man, Adam, the the male Adam, is alone. So he says, I will make a helper suitable for him. And so he's going to create a woman so that man and woman together would express the fullness of creation in the image of God. Now, this word helper is not, by the way, a demeaning word, it's the Hebrew word for helper is used many times in the Old Testament to describe God himself, that he is our helper. It doesn't mean that God's less than us. It doesn't mean that he's some kind of our slave, but He he's the awesome and mighty God. But he's positioned ourself, himself to partner with us because he's created us in the image of God. And I want you to know, first of all, that God wants to be your helper today. When you go to work, when you're engaging your family, when you're studying, when you're preparing, cleaning your house, when you're uh, just relaxing and recreating, God wants to be your helper. But he saw Adam and he said, it's not good that Adam's alone. So I'm going to create a helper. So verse 19 said, now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. And so the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky and all the wild animals. But for Adam there was no suitable what helper found so this is just kind of he names the animals it's just kind of God's way of saying one more time human beings have a status they're they distinct uh, from uh, we have DNA and chemical makeup like like the animals do but we're distinct we're created in his image unlike the other animals and no animal could be the kind of helper that a human being would need So verse 21, So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib that he'd taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. So to address Adam's loneliness and his, in a sense, incompleteness all alone, he takes from his side Not from his head to dominate her, not from his foot, not a bone from his foot to to subdue her, but from his side, to stand by his side in equality and partnership. And he creates a woman. Verse 23, the man said, Now this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, for he was taken, she was taken out of a man. And then 24, and this becomes in the New Testament, Jesus will use this, the Apostle Paul will use this as the basis for marriage. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and he's united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. That term one flesh, it was a Hebrew way of talking about being joined in every way, emotional intimacy, spiritual intimacy, physical intimacy, this joining of life. It tells me that God's on the side of your marriage. I don't know what your marriage is experiencing right now. I have a wonderful wife. Thank God, we've been married almost thirty-seven years. She always sits. She's sitting right over there, right now, to pray while I do these devotions, and she's my partner in 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 every way. I'm grateful for this gift of God. I didn't get married till I was single. I I, I lived single, and 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 I had a wonderful relationship with the Lord. But but I thank God that for those of us that God's called to be married. Um, he's for our marriage. He created marriage. He, 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 he wants to help your marriage. So don't give up on your marriage. I know many marriages are struggling. But God, in a divorce-ridden culture, God can still be the champion of your marriage. So that's how I want to pray with you today. Father, we thank you. I thank you for people who are living single for you. I thank you, Lord, that you, you are their source. You are the love of their lives, and they're uniquely available to serve you. But, Lord, we also want to thank you for the institution of marriage to bring a certain structure to society and to bearing children and 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 nurturing children. And we thank you, Lord, for marriage to 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 complete our hearts where we're so incomplete, Lord, for some of the things you've called us to do. And so we pray for our marriages. We rebuke the enemy in Jesus' name that's trying to destroy our marriages. And we claim your purpose for our marriages, that we would be of one flesh and we would walk with you. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.